Alperin Shingun continues to shine. Dylan Brooks returns to the lineup, but the Rockets struggle on the road. Let's talk about it. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to another edition of Summit State of Mind, presented to you by the Apollo Podcast Network. In this episode, we're going to discuss Alperin Shingun's stellar road play and the Rockets' road struggles. We're also going to discuss Dylan Brooks' return to the lineup. And, of course, we are going to discuss the latest in trade rumors for the Houston Rockets. Once again, I'm your host, uh, the Commissioner Kenny. Welcome once again to another episode. Just, I mean, what... What more can we talk about right now? The Houston Rockets are 19 and 20 at home. Road struggles continue to be the moral of the story. Let's talk about it right now. This current road trip where they only had one win. But of course, we can only open it up properly with question of the night, especially with the Rockets struggles. It actually fits in perfectly. Question of the night, which player do you want the Rockets to trade for? With trade season looming about three weeks away, we're getting inching a lot closer now. So who do you want on the Rockets? Go ahead and drop that comment right now on our YouTube channel, specifically on this video, and drop your opinion. Who do you want to play next to Alperin Shangun? Who do you want to play under uh, Ime Udoka, and who do you want to don the Rockets uniform by the time the February 8th trade deadline passes? I'm curious to know what each and every one of y'all may think. All right, first and foremost, I want to talk about this just because I know we're inching closer to it. The last days to vote for Alperin Shangun getting into the All-Star game is January 20th, so we only have a few more days. Let's go ahead and get that that last minute push get all of those votes in as many votes as possible i'm going to push for january 19th we do have uh three times votes which means that every vote you do counts three times as much so be sure especially to vote on that day Alperinch- and my phone falls <laughs> Alperin shangun currently has averaged on the road 23 points, 9.4 rebounds, 4.7 assists in 18 games this season. This is a lowly team right now on the road, 4-14. and 14. They have not been playing good basketball. We're just going to come out and say it right now. They are, you know, they're, they're just struggling on the road. They've only won one game in this current seven-game road trip, and the only team that they beat just happened to have been statistically speaking the worst team in nba history if it continues to trend towards that direction the lowly detroit pistons in in all honesty we were actually playing from behind most of that game so the fact of the matter is, is that we've struggled we've struggled against boston we struggled against philly during mlk day it's been a struggle you know throughout this entire season this isn't anything new they took them it took them more than a month and a half just to get their first road win of the season but the bright spot in all of this is Alperin Shangun who has been averaging more points on the road than at home he's actually statistically speaking playing better on the road in terms of individual statistics he's continuing to raise the bar however the team as a whole is just not playing well and this is going to be a growing pains that's Pretty typical amongst teams that are trying to get better. 
the crux in all of this is that even though Operation Shingun is performing at a very superior level right now, especially when he's on the road, unfortunately, it does beg to say, like, what's going to happen you know, is are these seen as empty stats? I don't see these as empty stats. I think they were in a lot of these games. Uh, the games against Boston, in my opinion, was was just a wash. On a, you know, second night on a back to back. We don't need to review the game, but it was a second night on a back to back. Excuse me, my voice is not a hundred right now. I've been dealing with a little bit of sniffles, but they have not been. You know, they were playing on the second night of a back to back. They've had struggles going into it. They just you know, squeaked out that win against the Detroit Pistons. They were really running on fumes at that point. You know, they were thinking that the jolt of Dylan Brooks, which we'll go into in our next segment, was going to add to it. However, it didn't do much to bolster the lineup. There's a reason why the Boston Celtics are amongst the favorite in terms of uh, championship contenders. This is normal for teams that are that are trying to get better. You tend to perform, outperform yourself at home as opposed to being on the road you don't play as well when you're at home so there is a struggle there is a push and pull here um Alperin Shingun continues to shine and play well whether it's at home or on the road we just need the rest of the team to continue to kind of bolster and move forward I mean Alperin but Granted, though, Alperin Shingun isn't playing perfect. There's been lots of lapses, especially recently on the defensive end. I think it's something that can be cleaned up, but I think ultimately having Dylan Brooks back in that lineup should ultimately help the team in terms of communication, defensive stances, and their mindset moving forward. They got a lot going on here. Um, They're going to be playing the New York Knicks on the road. It's going to be should be, I think we're looking at that the end of the road trip. Let me just double check here. We are looking at, hang on, I'm going to look real quick. Yes, so that's the last game on the road trip for this team is that game against the New York Knicks. So we need them to perform accordingly and end the road trip on a high note. Alperin Shingun, like I said, he's playing really well. He's playing phenomenally. But now let's take a step back and look at the Houston Rockets as a whole. Let's paint a better picture for how this team is struggling, statistically struggling on the road. They are currently 4-14 and on the road this season. They are currently tied with the Spurs for the least road wins in the entire Western Conference. What are we doing? They are not performing on the road. Like, we knew this going in. We knew that this was going to be like a, like a tough setup. Like I said, they didn't get their first win on the road for a month and a half. I really believe that once they got taste of that first win, they'd tack on a win streak. If they continue to propel themselves forward. No. We're dealing with a lot of growing pains here now amongst this Rockets team. What's happening now is, is that they're starting to get figured out. As in... Teams are starting to pick up on the tendencies of this Rockets team, especially with how they're performing on the road. Toyota Center has been a sort of torture chamber of sorts for other teams because the Houston Rockets have been so dominant at home. In fact, they're 15 and 6. But going on the road, this is where it starts to become a legit problem. Teams are picking up on these tendencies. They're picking up on the Fred Van Vliet and Alperin Shingun pick and roll. And in the process, they're shutting down the players that usually shine when they're playing on the home floor. Like the splits between Jalen Green, for instance. He struggles on the road. Plays a little bit better at home. 
Alperin Shangun, statistically, like I said earlier in the episode, he plays better on the road. But they do a very good job. The teams have been picking up on it now to stop, to double, to triple Alperin Shingun, to get the ball out of his hands. Shout out to Joel Embiid, who was actually giving him credit for that, for being able to pass out of the double and triple team and being able to read it. The the Rockets, especially Ime Udoka, need to figure out how they're going to propel the team forward and counter these sets and moves and the scouting report that the other teams have figured out they're starting to figure the rockets out now and the record reflects it accordingly especially when they're on the road they don't have a lot of moxie and metal when the rockets are on the road i'm just gonna say it they're 19 and 20 4 and 14 on the road and once again tied with the spurs the worst team in the western conference with the worst road record there's no excuses here anymore we've gone through it now You've seen enough of them. So how the question is how is, you know, how is Ben Sullivan, <clears throat> Ime Udoka, and the rest of this coaching staff going to start to counter from what these teams have already been scouting on the Rockets? That is the biggest question mark moving forward now. They need to go into New York where Jalen Brunson is questionable. I I think Jalen Brunson's going to play. Jalen Brunson, the star of the Knicks, may not play. They need to come in, and they need to come in with a solid game plan. And that transitions perfectly into my next segment because the past couple games we have had a bolster despite uh, some blowout losses. I know the Philly the Philly score doesn't look like a blowout loss, but believe me, it was a blowout. They were down by 18-20, especially during the second and third quarter. But we did get a big boost in getting the returning Dylan Brooks on the floor Shout outs to the villain. Shirt right behind me. Very great to see the villain back on the court. Uh, Dylan Brooks provides, like I've said this in past episodes, he provides a heartbeat amongst this team uh, defensively, especially uh, averaging 13 points a game. He came back gangbusters. Only played 25 minutes uh, against the Celtics, but bolstered himself up to 31 minutes, slowly creeping up, getting back to his regular PT in terms of playing time. And he actually had 18 points and he shot uh, six of eight or was it seven of nine from the floor. So he actually shot a really good percentage all for all accounts and purposes against uh, the Philadelphia 76ers on MLK Day. However, it, it was all for naught. And that's the unfortunate thing. They have to find a way with Dylan Brooks starting to return to the floor now and starting to kind of get his win back from under him, figure out a way once he inserts himself back into the lineup to make that lasting impact. I'm telling you all right now, having Dylan Brooks on the court, you'd rather have him on the court than have him off the court. Getting him on the court is huge. It's essential. It is He is your quintessential two-way player that you're going to need. That's going to help push you know, Jabari. That's going to help push Alper and Shangun. That, that front court, he's going to help propel them. So I especially expect him to make a significant impact tomorrow against the New York Knicks as we close in on the road trip as he continues to add on minutes to get better so just having dylan brooks on shout out to dylan brooks once again just having him on the court is huge it provides stability um it just brings forth you know good defensive effort amongst this team it's good that we have him back so shout outs to dylan brooks on the return let's go ahead and move on right now past the road woes past Alperin shangun statistics 
past Dylan Brooks now. Let's go ahead and move on to a very exciting part of this episode. That's right. Let's go ahead and dive into a little bit of what the trade deadline is going to represent, especially players that are being rumored currently. This is, you know, this is you're starting to get into in baseball they call it the hot stove and the stove is getting, you know, it's it's not percolating just yet. It's not steaming just yet, you know, it's just kind of simmering here. But we're starting to see movement uh, amongst the rumors right now. And two players in particular that have been rumored to be within the Rockets' uh, striking distance, at least in terms of rumors, who the Rockets are looking at. Uh, two players in particular. One, Clint Capella. Two, Harrison Barnes, which was just reported today for the latter. Let's discuss point number one with Clint Capella and what he can provide to the team. Well, first, actually, let's talk about the players that will most likely be traded. Most likely be traded. Uh, Jock Lawndale, who's making $8.5 million, between 8 to $9 million. He'll be available, and he's definitely going to get traded. Uh, Victor Oladipo's very team-friendly contract at $12.5 million. It's going to give you about $20 million in spending. Um, and then those are the two players that are for sure you're looking at getting traded for salary filler. Throw in a first-round pick, which I think the Rockets may do. They may, they very well may trade this year's Brooklyn pick, which is currently hovering around the ninth or 10th. So they may just trade that pick, you know, sprinkle it in with maybe a Jay Sean Tate. He could be on the table too. But the most likely trade scenario, you're looking at a Jock Londale, some combination of a Jock Londale, Victor Oladipo, Surrounding some draft picks, maybe Jay Sean Tate. That's like the most likely scenarios here. Now, let's circle back to Clint Capella. Let's bring him into the fold. <clears throat> He's not going to start. He's just not. He's not going to start over Upper and Shingun. So, for anyone that has any worries about Clint Capella coming in, oh, he's going to take away the, the starting spot. No. Clint Capella is your start. No, Clint Capella is going to be your backup. Alper and Shingun is your starting center, no matter what. Clickabell is going to come off the bench, and he's going to provide a two things in particular which I think the Rockets need, like like expeditiously need. Point number one, they need to alleviate some minutes off for Alperin Shangun. There's a lot of pressure on him. With Jock Landale becoming a bust in terms of providing good backup minutes, it's really kind of stressed more on Alperin Shangun as well as Jeff Green. It's making Jeff Green do a little bit more than he needs to. He plays a lot of backup five. Jeff Green's not a five. He's a pseudo five if you want to run a small ball, but he shouldn't be there. But he plays some good amount of minutes playing as the backup five. You can't have that. Clickapella provides, like I said, point number one, he provides uh, minutes to be swallowed for a backup center with size, which is huge. Point number two, pick and roll. What he provides on the offensive end as well as the defensive end is pretty unprecedented. If Clint Capella becomes the backup, if he comes to Houston and becomes the backup, he immediately becomes either one of the best or maybe the best backup center in basketball. People tend to forget just how good he was when he played with James Harden. I know we're years past that and he's older now. But he still provides really good minutes for the Atlanta Hawks. We need to seriously think about bringing him in because he provides that eternal rotation of height, center, defensive presence, as well as offering another roller 
you know, when Alperin Shengun's on the floor. Imagine what Fred can do. Imagine what Jalen can do. Imagine what even Dylan could do to a degree. With Clint Capella on the floor, having him as a backup immediately excels, exceeds, and bolsters the bench in more ways than one. You instantly, instantly, I wouldn't go so far as to say you instantly become the, one of the best benches in the league. No. Not by far, but he bolsters that bench in a phenomenal way. Astronomical in terms of how lowly the bench has been this year. They haven't been good. We're going to call a spade a spade. Rockets have not been good. The the Rockets bench has been pretty bad. So then that begs the question, what do the Rockets need? Do the Rockets need a backup center? Or do they need backup shooting? That's where point number two, that's where the second player comes in. Harrison Barnes who's a small forward slash power forward, when he comes in, if he were to be traded today to the Rockets, what does he provide? Would he start, especially? The answer right now is, I don't think he would. I think if we trade for him, he's going to come off the bench. He'll be a crazy six-man off the bench. And the thing, the scary thing is, he may, if he gets going, or if Jabari Smith is struggling, or if Dylan Brooks, to a degree, is struggling, Harrison Barnes is going to swallow those minutes. Because he's proven. He's an NBA champion. He comes in immediately and becomes a really good player. That That's another thing I'll say too. If Harrison Barnes comes off the bench, he immediately becomes one of the best swing men off the bench in the NBA. What Harrison Barnes provides is two-way talent, exceptional three-point shooting, who is a career 37 to 39% three-point shooter immediately bolsters the three-point shooting which the Rockets so desperately need right now because when you have players like Alperin Shingun who gets doubled and tripled you need to be able to pass it out to good and clutch three-point shooters Harrison Barnes provides both of that so when you immediately plug him in he fits in very seamlessly I've been a huge advocate of Harrison Barnes uh, since his Golden State days even before that I wanted to draft him thought he was a perfect piece next to James Harden think he, I honestly believe he's a perfect piece right now for this team he doesn't need to start he can be in a ways a super sixth man you can plug him in the three hell you can even plug him in then the five spot in spot five minutes but you're looking at minutes that he can swallow between the three and the four Jay Sean Tate would obviously be traded for this one um for Harrison Barnes so but he immediately becomes kind of that front court guy that comes off the bench first. And he's going to average between 25 to 27 minutes. You're looking at consistent, knockdown three-point shooter, good mid-range game, good defensive talent, and most importantly, another veteran presence, which is what both Clint and Harrison Barnes provide. Now, with all of this, the question begs begs itself there's two things in my opinion that the rockets have are, are in need of the most um actually maybe three even one they need backup center help so i think clint capella provides that immediately from the gate if we were to trade for him point number two i think we need a backup point guard aaron holiday is just not gonna cut it we need someone to absorb fred van vliet's minutes who's continues to be the league leader in minutes played cannot have that swallow we need someone to swallow uh, the minutes that Fred Van Vliet plays and we need someone who can basically provide that presence Aaron Holiday just isn't going to cut it we need someone who can provide that stability on the offensive end defensive end backup ball handler if we can get something like that going 
I'd feel pretty good about our chances. And then, of course, point number three is a player that Harrison Barnes provides perfectly, and that's three-point shooting. We need to keep that floor spread. There's just not enough good three-point shooters on the court. Amen Thompson is still a project. It is what it is. Cam Whitmore, love him to death. Not afraid of scoring. I don't know if we can count on him in the long run as we push towards the playoffs. I don't know if we should count on him. Jake Sean Tate, much better three-point shooter than years past. Still don't see him being that that three-point shooter you can depend on. Dylan Brooks, much improved. It's great. He actually a really solid three-point shooter this year. Jabari Smith, dependable three-point shooter. Fred, clutch three-point shooter. Jalen Green, don't want to get too much into that. Very inconsistent. Actually, if there's one player I think that can lose their starting spot this year, it could be Jalen Green. Something to look at for the future. But we need that. Harrison Barnes immediately provides that. Oh my gosh. Would I love to get both Clint Capella and Harrison Barnes in one fell swoop? 100%. Is that going to get done? Absolutely not. (laughs) So when you want to talk about getting someone the caliber of a Clint Capella or a Harrison Barnes, you're looking at possibly... Uh, trading, obviously, both players in like a Jock Lawndale, uh, Jay Shante, just to equal the salary alone. And then you may, mm, and this is going to hurt, you may have to trade a top talent, like like one of the project players. Like, I'm not saying a Men Thompson or Cam Whitmore, but you may have to look into that. And then on top of it, getting a player of Harrison Barnes's caliber, because the Kings actually, is reported that the Kings want a swingman in return. They may not get a star swingman in return, but the Rockets, if they if that ninth or tenth pick holds, they can trade that twenty twenty four pick, which in my opinion is one of the from the weaker classes uh in draft history. You can trade that pick away and get that and use that as kind of like a, a sweetener into the deal. So there's a lot of moving parts here. This is why I am so happy that the Rockets are at least competitive again. I know they haven't been playing well. Road trip has been horrid. They've they've fallen below 500. But I know Ime Udoka and I know Rafael Stone want to win. So they're going to make a trade. So that's what I love about the NBA trade deadline. It puts forth this pressure and excitement that I've we haven't seen in years. So I'm excited to see what the Houston Rockets are going to do with the pieces that they have in front of them. What kind of chess moves they can make. Will it be Harrison Barnes? Will it be Clint Capella? Will it be a player that was that hasn't even been named yet in trade in trade rumors? You never know. It could be anybody. That's the great thing about it. Outside of the top-tier stars of LeBron and Giannis Antetokounmpo, Luka Doncic, Steph Curry, stuff like that, Rockets are looking for starting caliber talent. They got the, they're going to have their hands like in different pots here. I'm excited to see what the Rockets are going to do. 3 weeks away, uh 3 weeks and a couple change away. We're excited to see what's going to happen. We'll dive a little bit more deeper into that, especially in our next episode when we are in studio. Let's go ahead and run the last segment right now. Rockets versus Knicks preview. Oh, man. And that's the sad thing, too. If I were to pick a team that I really do like in the Eastern Conference, it is the New York Knicks. I actually really, really enjoy them. I think they're a really good team. I, they're just a fun team to watch. I love the way that they scrap and claw. Okay, so let's talk about it right now. Rockets, Knicks preview, Jalen Brunson is questionable uh, to play. He's the biggest key in the in the cog here in terms of uh, the New York Knicks. Uh, Julius Randle's had a very good last several games. Um, I think the game is winnable for the Rockets. I think they can win, and they definitely should win. So three quick keys here. 
One, establish, reestablish the defensive identity. Once again, they continue to give up big points after big points after big points, continuing to get haymakers done, especially in the first half. We need to stay close. It shows the Rockets and show that if they can stay closer than the first half, they don't give up. They will stay within striking distance and they'll continue to fight back. So at least with Dylan Brooks on the court, that should add that should add more. So point number one. Well, I should say key number one, reestablish defensive identity. Key number two here, continue to do what's made you great. What is that? Feed up Rin Shangun. Keep him going. He is the engine of this team. So we need a big performance out of Alperin Shangun. Alperin Shangun is a starter in the garden. Come on. Give it to me. Give me a garden performance, LP. Drop your name in the hat. Give a legendary garden performance and you will instantly, I mean, like you will like have another one to ink into the portfolio of why you should be an all-star. Drop another legendary performance in the garden. This is the Mecca. This is Jordan, Kobe, where all the stars come in and do work and make their name known. Go to the Mecca. Show them why, show them why you're the Turkish magi magician. Show them why... You're the best player in Turk Turkey history. Drop it in there. Show them why you're one of the most dominant centers in the NBA. So that's key number two. Key number three, role players need to shine. I need role players to play well. It has to be an all-around effort amongst every single player. Play consistently. Play well on both ends of the floor, and you should get the win. Final score prediction. Oh, you guys know what's coming. Rockets are going to get the win, 118. It's going to be close, 118 to 114. Rockets are going to pull it away here in the end. Let's go ahead and end this episode once again with a shout-out to Houston's Wing Joint, Apollo's Wing Joint, Big City Wings. We just had our Houston Texans watch party, which we're actually going to have this Saturday at Big City Wings. Uh, once again, two for Tuesday. Go ahead and enjoy that right now. Buy one, get one. You buy five, you get ten wings. If you go this Saturday to the Texans Watch Party, try the Gridiron Special for only $24.99. You get a whole lot of deals there. Be sure to check them out. Find your nearest uh, big city wings that is nearest to you. Find your closest location and enjoy the best wings the city of Houston has to offer. That's right. Big city wings. Houston's wing joint. Apollo's wing joint. One time. Let's go ahead and end this episode. As I sorry, I'm looking at the clock right now. Uh, go ahead and end this episode. Uh, once again, uh, thank you for listening to us. Episode 201, especially in the books right now. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Summit S O M Pod. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram at Summit State of Mind underscore P O D. You can follow my brother, my co-host, the GM at JP underscore Mirbueno. Follow me on Twitter at Summit Commish. Follow our Apollo podcast network that's right apollo hou and apollo nba be sure to listen to our crown jewel of astros podcast that's right btd beyond the diamond be sure to give them your first listen for all houston astros content shout outs once again to the houston texans off the gridiron killing the game in the division round off the gridiron apollo texans one time be sure to give them your first listen for all houston texas content and of course, we thank each and every one of y'all for continuing to make us your force, your first force, first listen for all Houston Rockets content. Let's get ready to go home here. Rockets need a big win in the worst way against the New York Knicks. End it on a strong note. Get back to 500. Let's end this episode as I end every episode with a go summit, go Apollo, end the road trip strong. 
get the dub in the garden. Go Rockets. Oh, yeah. Of course. Watch basketball. Yay. The Summit. Four, 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 four.